Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. I'm super excited to have two very special guests here with us today. Now, I say two, but they're really one because they're a couple and they coach couples and they're just so much fun together. We've had some great conversations. Mark and Jeannie Gunter, Daily Gunter are here and they are the co-founders of the Transformative Loving Institute and they're also known as the Love Coach Couple. And they help singles and couples create the extraordinary partnerships that they really want based on a commitment to deeper connection, personal growth, and emotional healing. Jeannie and Mark have more than 25 years of national and international experience helping individuals, groups, and couples achieve personal and professional growth and more satisfying relationships. They're certified professional coaches, certified shadow work facilitators and coaches, and are Godham's seven principles of marriage leaders. Together, they have dedicated their marriage of 10 years to supporting couples and singles who want to grow themselves and their capacity to give and receive love and realize their relationship potential. You can find more about them at transformativeloving.com. That is their website. So go there, check out everything they're up to, connect with them across social media as well. Jeannie and Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mario. It's so good to be here. It is great to be here, Mario. It's great to have you both. I was, um, you know, checking out your website and watching some of your the videos that you have. Put. You have some great videos posted there, by the way. And your events look like they're really engaging and really fun. So, <laughs> I, I just the way that you guys interact and the couples interact. I, the, the couple thing is really intriguing to me because you know I've been in many scenarios with both as a coach and as a client being coached one-on-one, but I have to imagine that doing it with two people who are actually one adds a whole other layer to it. It's like four times as hard. (laughs) (laughs) Is it it hard or is it fun or both? Probably both. It can be both. It depends on what a couple is coming in with, right? And how much of their own work they've already done. But if you think about it, you have the two individuals and then we think about the relationship itself, almost like it's another person. So you've got this complexity and then you have Mark and I working together when we coach a couple. So, you know, it's interesting. It's never boring. It's never dull. It's always kind of spicy. So, you know, we do think it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. And, you know, we model in these sessions so we can say, okay, here's the tool and here's check us out. Here's how we do it. We can do it. They see it and they go, oh, okay. We go, you try it. And then we really do get a good result working with couples that way too. I love that. That's it's super interesting to hear how you like view the relationship as another 
person almost within this context. It's, it's really cool. Now, let me ask you this, you know, as a couple coaching couples and you also coach singles as well, but coaching them in in terms of relationship or around relationship, what's your story that brought you guys together that, because for you to work together and coach as a unit, there has to be a lot of chemistry there and there has to be a lot of, you know, interconnectedness. So where did this, how did this all come to fruition? I should say. Yeah. Mark, why don't you start? Well, I'd be happy to start, uh, you know, my, uh, from the flames came my, you know, place right now where I'm working with couples to create these extraordinary partnerships. Cause it's what I've always wanted in my life. And when my first marriage, it started off, we were doing personal growth work together. We did therapy together. And uh, as it went down the road, uh, it got more risky and more risky and more risky for my wife to do her work. And so she stopped doing it. But the problem was, was that the pressures on our relationship, the money pressures, you know, moving, um, trauma, childhood trauma that was coming up actually in our in our marriage. And as we had children together, really drove us further and further apart. And we were introduced to the tools I had, um, you know, a lot of support. We had support, but at the end of the day, it was a choice that she made to not go for it, to not go and do something so risky like being vulnerable, having heartfelt com- communication, and really owning our shadows. And so that breakdown impacted my kids, my money, my job, everything in my life when I went through that divorce. And the tools were there, but they were just unused, and it was really a tragedy to have that happen. And so. Now I can see how it works when both people are choosing the tools. It's amazing. And it is what I've always wanted. So, you know, committing my life to helping couples of all genders, every type of couple to use these tools is really something I'm into right now, for sure. And and Jeannie, you want to tell your side of the story and then we'll kind of combine the two? My side of the story is totally different because I didn't get married until I was 41. (laughs) So, you know, I was a little commitment avoidant. I went through 20 relationships, serial monogamy from my, you know, late teens till the time that Mark and I got married. And I think one of the reasons why it was so scary for me is because I didn't have great role models, right? So I watched my parents growing up. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. My parents didn't have the relationship that I wanted to have, right? I never saw them affectionate with each other. They never held hands or really showed a lot of love. So when I started dating, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And it was kind of trial by error. So I went through one relationship after another, sort of trying to figure it out on my own. And I was also doing a lot of my own personal growth work along the way. But what would happen is in my relationships, it's like there was a there was a disconnect. I didn't know how to bring my personal growth work into the relationship. And it's like the relationships would still fall apart. So finally, when I was 39, I got out of my last like six year relationship and I looked around and the dating world had totally changed from age like 33 to 39. Everyone was married. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be on match.com when I'm 60 years old. (laughs) So, you know, I made a decision at that point. I'm like, I'm going to do something differently, whatever it takes. I'm going to find a guy who's also into personal growth work and we're going to work this out together. And like three months later, I met Mark at a personal growth seminar. And we've really dedicated our relationship to being a path of personal and spiritual growth. And, you know, we want to inspire other couples to do the same thing. Do you find that actually working together makes you stronger as a couple? 
I think it does. And the reason why is because we have breakdowns that we then have to break through, right? And so in a way, it's more challenging because, you know, we're constantly rubbing up against edges with each other. But the thing that makes us stronger is we're constantly working those out. And so it's sort of like we're upping our game day after day, week after week, especially because we have to walk our talk because we work with couples. So absolutely, it makes us better for sure. Yeah. And also when we work together, there's things we're good at that the other person's not so good at. And so we get to fully express that in our work relationship. And it gives balance to our relationship because we're acknowledging other people's, you know, uh, talents, abilities and their personality to do certain things. And the other person is good at other things and they get to do those. So it's affirming of our relationship and who we are as people. And and Jeannie, let me ask you this. You said you went through 20 relationships before you found Mark. All of those relationships as you were going through them, was marriage in the back of your mind as as like where that was leading? Or were you just, you know, with someone to be with someone? And then as you got older, you thought, "Ah, I think I need to get married. That is a great question, Mario. No, I didn't want to get married. (laughs) And the reason why is because I was afraid. I was afraid of getting stuck in this kind of loveless marriage like my parents had. So I was not No, I didn't even think about marriage, honestly, until I got out of that last relationship. And then I was like, okay, do I want to be doing serial monogamy until I die? Or do I want a deeper commitment that is going to mean that I stay? And when I made that decision, honestly, that's when everything changed. Because I realized that when I closed the back door, right, when I closed my exit strategy, that's when I really had to do my own work and do it in partnership with Mark. And, you know, it's not always easy. Sometimes it's really hard. But the difference is we have this container that we've committed to. And we're pretty much in, you know, no matter what. So we have to work it through. And I I never had that until Mark and I got together. And Mark, you were married and in the past and that you know you went did what it did and you told that story and then you found Jeannie were you, was that first marriage did that have anything to do with once you met her what your decision was going to be yeah i think so because i had um you know experienced this type of container for personal growth this real deep commitment and like i say in the beginning it was great you know and um, I wanted that again. I did. I, I believe in this type of deep mar- marriage, like relationship commitment to then build the trust that we can do our best and deepest personal work together. And so that's what it's like for me. That's not true for everybody, though. Other people can have different types of partnerships and still build those containers for doing their deep work. And at the end of the day, that's what we're shooting for. But you're right, because I had been married um, I did, and I did. I I felt like I had to snap her up, man. She was so in alignment with my with my wants in a in a partner. I said, "Oh my God, you know, I've got to get her." So I did not. You snooze, you lose. And I, you know, I knew I had to get a ring on this one, like ASAP. <laughs> You're so funny. I guess the interesting thing is, you know, even after the experiences you had. And, you know, regardless of what you were thinking or where you were at that time with your personal growth and all of that stuff, when you met her, you just knew, huh? It is true. Yeah, I did know. Well, I was single for seven years. Uh, After the divorce, I said, no moss. I'm going to really dial in. You know, a buddy of mine said, hey, go on Match.com, man. And uh, I said, okay, I'll sign up for Match.com. And the first day I got this match 
And I opened it up and it was my ex-wife. And I swear to God, I screamed in terror. And my therapist had told me, look, you're just going to repeat the same cycle over and over again until you do your work and, uh, you know, can really do something differently. And that's what I meant. And I, I just realized I had to do it on my own. And so I went for a long and happy and productive time as a single preparing myself for this next relationship because I really wasn't ready. And uh, I value that time and it was necessary time for me. And when you, that time when you were a single though, you were, like you said, preparing for the relationship, you weren't saying now, Let's say you didn't meet Jeannie just in an alternate, an alternate universe or whatnot. Would you be happy being single as taking on that trajectory for the long term? Uh, yeah, I could, I could definitely be single and because there was so much love in my life, you know, and that was a real important thing. And, you know, having, having a great community where there were families and there were singles and there were elder people and younger people. And, you know, going into the community space was really uh, something that I totally enjoyed. And so um, it would have been because of the negative experience I'd had the first time, I would rather be single than do that again. So I was clear on that. That was a takeaway for me. And I was living that out until uh, I decided not to. So I think in both of your stories, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the important thing is, is to be open to the possibilities, to not shut anything off, but at the same time, be working on yourself consistently so that when you get to that point that that person comes along or the opportunity presents itself, you're ready for it. Mm -hmm. I think that's well said, Mario. Yeah. And I think that's true. Um, and you know, it's funny because you say when that person comes along, you know, I think that you know, there was a lot of different people that we could be with, right? Um, we don't necessarily believe in that idea of the, like the one soulmate that you just find the one. Although some people do say that. They say, no, I've been with my husband since we were in high school and I just knew he was the one and we're still together and it's 40 years later. That's awesome. I think that's the minority of people. I think most people go through, um, you know, many relationships in a lifetime and it's more about, it's like, can, can I be my best with this person? Does my partner support me in bringing out the best of who I am and helping me, um, you know, heal some of the original family wounds that were created when, when I was a kid, you know, in my own family. So we really do look at relationships, conscious relationships as the opportunity to heal some of our, some of our past wounding with our partner. I was very, that's very well said. And uh, I, I, I agree with you with the whole, the one type deal, the soulmate thing. I just, I think that that puts a lot of pressure on someone. If a relationship, relationship is what you want to have and there's 6 billion people or whatever in the world, and there's only one of those people that you're meant to be with, that's a lot of pressure to find that one. Totally. Right? Totally. Yeah. And you know, it's this romantic ideal that I think gets fueled from, you know, all the movies we watch when we're a kid and the, the Disney princess kind of, oh, my prince, someday my prince will come. Yeah. You know, we grew up singing these songs and then we look for the prince and it's just not the way it works, right? It's life is a little different than that. Well, I also think too, if there is that one and you do find the quote unquote that one, it shouldn't be that hard, right? Because they're the one. So why should, why should relationship, why should it be work, right? It should just be a fairy tale the whole time because that's what the whole premise is. 
Right. And, and again, I think real life relationships are just not that way. Um, I don't know any, any couple that doesn't, you know, come up against their wall many, many times in relationship. And, you know, Mark and I were actually talking about this recently. We have a couple of friends who are really um, challenged right now in their marriages. And we were looking for the commonalities, you know, what are the common threads? And what we realized is that there's this um, putting your head in the sand, like not really looking at what's going on because it might be too risky to actually take a look there. And both of these couples have come up against this. It's like, you know, things are really not going well because they weren't willing to talk about what was real and what was really going on. So, you know, there's this idea that we shouldn't ask for support as a couple, but really it's like we could support in other ways. You know, we might get a, a personal trainer at the gym to help us work out more effectively. So, you know, why not ask earlier? Don't, don't wait until your marriage is on the rocks and you have to go to a therapist because you're about to get a divorce. It's like, no, no, early on, what's going on? Have those real conversations because if you put your head in the sand, you know, it's very likely that things are just going to go down the tubes. Yeah, and I think that's true. A lot of couples do feel ashamed that they need to reach out as if we're supposed to know, as if, as if our parents taught us the way to do this. We don't know, but there's still a lot of shame around that. And, you know, that's part of what we're trying to do is, you know, model how to do these kind of, this kind of work, use these kind of tools in a way that helps people normalize it so that they can start to do deeper work and, um, you know, avoid these kind of breakdowns. Well, I love what you guys are doing. Uh, I appreciate how you're helping others find that spark in the relationship, keep that spark in the relationship and really grow. And I want to remind people they can find you at transformativeloving.com. That's your website where they can find out all your programs, everything that you're up to. So definitely go check that out. And I'm looking forward to picking up the conversation on the next episode because you've promised to come back for round two. So we're going to do that here coming up shortly. And I look forward to it. Thank you, both of you. Awesome. Thanks, Mario. Yeah, great, Mario. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.